or seven years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then I went cold turkey. I don't miss it at all. Like I didn't miss it at all. I've yeah. never given up anything so easy. Oh man. If only it was like that easy to like give up like actual addictions. Yeah. Or like Jesus. Facebook, you know. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah. any way I could go cold turkey on that. I well I, I probably I definitely I think probably I could. could yeah. I to this day I maintain the assumption that I only have Facebook for my job. Yeah. Like I I don't like Facebook. I yeah. don't like posting on Facebook. Uh, there's a reason why we don't have a, a show Facebook right, we have right, a show right, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I was trying to help Grace navigate something because she's doing uh, social media for her cousin's housekeeping business oh. now. And I was trying to help her navigate like oh, like how to boost a post and how to pick an audience and how to get like a button to get more bookings or get more calls. And like it's never the same yeah. from user to user. Yeah. There's always something different. Yeah. And no matter like what you Google, it's like, okay, how do I do this? It'll bring up an article on like what to do. And that's always changed by the time like – the article came out until like present day. Yeah, they're like, constantly messing with their code. Oh and, my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I'd probably, I'd probably miss it. Um, I, I do miss. I like looking at it. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with Facebook? looking at it. Yeah, yeah. With Facebook. I, I'm, I like just scrolling around and yeah. well, and I, uh, seeing friends and stuff that I that I haven't talked. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. People, you know, people are like I've talked to this person in a decade. What do I care what they have to say? <laughs> and it's like, well, you're uh, friends with them on there for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's enough friendship for me. You don't have to like everyone you know in your life doesn't have to be one of your pallbearers. Eventually, yeah. it's okay to have friends that you only that see on, on Facebook. The yeah, yeah, it's okay to like still like, be Facebook friends with someone from high school and never talk. Yeah. them I, and like their photos <laughs> and, and that's fine yeah I, i've told grace before that like once we get married uh in september yeah i'm probably going to delete my facebook only to make like another account just to have access to like uh station like social media accounts yeah. and like a few friends but I, i'm really just trying to clean out like that friends list and like, yeah. just wipe my history clean yeah yeah you know just get a fresh start, I guess. That's true. I mean, being, you know, doing radio, you just, like, listeners find you and you always accept them or whatever. And there's so many people that, Oh, yeah. I, you know, I definitely from... won't have my real name on there. Yeah, it, yeah. It'll be, like, I don't know, Th- Theodore. Well, no, that, that is my real name. But I, no, <laughs> it'll I be something stupid like Theodore. Yeah. Oh, wait. Damn dude, it. Dude, dude, dang it. Uh, but, no, like, I don't ever go by Theodore. So yeah, right, I'll, right. I'll be, like... Uh, what's a good placebo uh, last name? I'll be Theo blank. I love it. Theo blank. There we go. That's gonna be it. That's gonna be it. Theo blank. But now everybody's gonna look you up when Damn they it. hear this. No, uh, you blew it. Uh, Theo I'll be, blank. I'll be private. <laughs> private Theo blank. Oh, yes. you're in the military now. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. <laughs> As I take a sip of water. What a great place. Yeah, right. I know. But I, I had to jump in because that was just the perfect place to start. <laughs> it's the show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. Oh, Wait, I thought you were no. Gonna, yeah. I'm Private Theo Blank. <laughs> Private Theo Blank. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Pez Dispenser, Season 3, Episode 14. But before that, we do have some other stuff to get to. Yeah. Do you want to get into the homework Yeah, let's off? do it. All right. Uh, do you want to do yours first? Sure, sure. We okay. I didn't know what Shirley Booth and Hazel was, but as we kind of with context clues surmised, uh, Shirley Booth was an American stage, film, radio, and television actress. In 1961, she was cast in the title role of the NBC sitcom Hazel, uh, based on a popular single-panel cartoon from the Saturday Evening Post about the domineering yet endearing housemaid named Hazel Burke, who works for the Baxter family. 
Uh, so it also starred big time names like Don DeFore, Ooh. Whitney Blake, Ooh. Bobby Buntrock. Wow. <laughs> as the young son Harold of the back Harold Backthrough, who Hazel called Sport. Uh, <laughs> Hazel was an immediate hit with audiences and drew huge ratings, even though I've never heard of it before. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah. All of that's going over my head. <laughs> Obviously, it's something Jerry and George watched as kids in 1961. Yeah, I you guess. Know, yeah. I, that's when uh, that kind of tracks as far as what was on TV when they were growing up, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then here's what we did not know. Uh, the nobody can seem to well there may be a, a key here i like a good breakfast as long as you don't find yourself locked in a room wearing bib overalls with dick being counseled by dick gregory or something like that <laughs> so dick gregory was an american comedian so that's interesting obviously a touchstone for jerry seinfeld being a comedian oh, yeah. he would know someone like that uh civil rights activist social critic writer conspiracy theorist entrepreneur and occasional actor he became popular in the 60s Again, uh-huh. the turbulent 60s. Uh, they love those references. <laughs> for his no-holds-barred uh, no sets in which he mocked bigotry, uh, bigotry and racism. Um, and then he became the first black comedian to successfully cross over to white audiences, I guess. I don't know how you can say he was the first. Okay. Um, there's definitely been bigger <laughs> names, but uh, appeared on television, put out a comedy record album. But here's the thing, too. He was a liquid diet guru. He developed a tremendously huh. restrictive... Bah- bah- how do you say this? Bahamian? Bahamian? Bahami- like if you're from... Let me, ba- ba- let, me, let, me see, let me see it. So it's right... <laughs> it's right uh, where are we at? Right there. Ba- oh, God. Yeah. Ba- Bahamian? Yeah. B-A-H-A-M-I-A-N. So obviously from the, from the Bahamas. The, yeah. From, ba- from the Bahamian? Bahamas diet, yeah. Bahamian? Bahamian diet. Uh, Maybe. Best know. known for shaving... I don't know if this was a joke or not from the website I found, because also I don't understand this, but I don't care enough to look it up either. Shaving 1,200 pounds, <laughs> Walter Hudson down to 500 pounds. And maybe it was something in the infomercial that there was an infomercial that this guy did for his liquid diet. Okay. So it may, you know, they were talking about eating habits and how the the fat naked guy yeah. liked eating maybe too much. Yeah. And Jerry, I guess, saying that there's a middle ground between Dick Gregory and eating as much breakfast as the fat naked guy does. Okay. Oh, okay. maybe I guess. Yeah, but that surely must have been what uh, he was referencing. The that's one... a long way to go for like one reference. I know, I know, but that's I, a yeah. Seriously, it's like it's not it's does, not funny because it's so casual, obscure. Does the casual viewer in what year is this? 90, 92? 92? Yeah. Does the casual viewer in ninety two get this? I don't think so. It's a long walk, like you're saying. I mean, yeah, is this like the one like did they hire Dennis Miller for an episode? Like Oh God. Where Bib Bobrod locked in a room talking Dick Gregory Bib. You know, oh. it's like that's a, that's the Dennis Miller oh, no. quotient right there. Uh. Um, so yes, in addition to a, a spotless <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, I also do a spotless Dennis Miller. Okay, you're going to hear a lot of great <laughs> impressions on the show. Dennis Miller did not just walk in the room. All right, I know it sounded like it. Contrary to popular, <laughs> contrary to what your uh, ears told you, Dennis Miller is not with us today. Do you have any more homework? Um. Oh, <laughs> Alvin Boy is not a horse; it's a milking stool. No idea what this means. Still, <laughs> okay. no, uh, it's, I don't know what that laugh was. It's on. Un- <laughs> yeah, gotcha. My, my, that's my Pete Davidson laugh. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Your Pete Davidson awkward laugh yeah. in the middle of yeah. Um, Good one. I have no, I have no idea uh, what that means. It must have just been a little bit of uh, graffiti. They just needed yeah. it to look like a dive I OTV, guess, yeah. and so they put some graffiti on there that just meant nothing. Don't know. I, I got one bit of homework. All right. compared to your like. Uh, yeah. Book report, essentially. <laughs> um, because I thought that whenever Kramer was on the subway, he overheard the people talking about... He overheard the people talking about the horse, yes, obviously. Yes. And he went and bet on the horse, Papernick. But I could have sworn yes. that the guys on the train said Pumpernickel. Yeah. 
The guy on the subway does say Papernick. Oh. But with his New York accent, it sounds so much like Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. It's Papernick. Uh, Papernick. Uh. So... And the, There's a little silent extra syllable, yeah, it and, sounds like. Uh, the captions do say Papernick. Oh, okay, the, the closed okay. captions do say Papernick, but it sounds exactly like Pumpernick. Yeah, yeah. If you go back and watch it, you, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, uh, any other homework, any news or anything? No, I think okay. that's it. All right. We're going to get into it. Uh, if you would be Oh, wait. So- well, I do one more thing. Sorry. I know you, I just interrupted your preamble. Just about Shirley Booth. She does look a little like Estelle Harris. Ted hasn't met George's mom yet. Uh, okay. Or he can even like picture... When I say George's no, mom, I, I, you can't picture. I have no so picture in my it, head. it is not a bad uh, comparison that George made to Shirley Booth. But And they're from the same... So is George's mother like hideous? Well, I mean, she's a mom. You know, she's okay. his mom. I don't yeah. know. I mean, she's, she's definitely not hot. Okay. But I don't think they were looking for a hot actress. You I, know? Yeah, so, I guess. I hate like, to call any woman hideous, but I mean, <laughs> she's an old lady, you know? So okay, she's but, an old, bigger lady. Okay, but like, <laughs> back in her day, would she have... Good question. I don't know. I don't know what Estelle Harris looked like. But I wondered if Estelle Harris and Shirley Booth like worked together or something, which would have been a fun Easter egg, but uh, nothing I could find in, in, the, in the one minute that I Googled it. So, <laughs> all right, preamble. Okay. Uh, if you would be so kind as to do so, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. The first one, no, the first 15 people. <laughs> man, I'm still stuck on the 100, 100. people, aren't we? Uh, the first 15 people to do so are going to get a sticker sent to them. Uh, we are, in case you have never listened to this show before, we are not a research-heavy podcast. I'm watching these episodes for the first time. Tim is watching these episodes for the first time after being a lifelong fan. And if we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email, show at gmail.com, or tweet at us at nohugging. That being said, Season 3, Episode 14, The Pez Dispenser, Original air date, January 15th, 1992. I was negative 11 months and five days old. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking in the TV guide that night, you're going to see Jerry's practical joke causes George problems with his new girlfriend. Okay. I kind of like it. We'll see uh, if it holds up at the end of the uh, discussion here. But we start with a stand-up bit as usual. This is about all the funny places women put perfume, all the little, which is kind of a funny bit. The, the physical <laughs> bit really worked for me on this. And, and it is kind of hilarious. Like He's like touching with just one little finger behind his ear and, and on his neck. And this, they have little well, tiny the, spots. The, the, you know? wrist, the wrist uh, is funny. Behind yeah. the ear. D- yeah. Does Sarah do this? Does Sarah have like... I think she's more fancy perfume. No, okay, no, she's never been. I think a fancy perfume person. More like just you know the twenty dollar bottle of Victoria's Secret. Whatever she has her own. Grace is the exact same way. Grace has like bottles and bottles of like body spray from Bath and Body because she worked there for like four years. She has like I I don't know, probably twenty different. Yeah, like scents, I guess. But she'll just like spray a cloud all over. Well, she'll walk into it and then just like spray it all over her body even more. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that's so much! But then it, it dissipates yeah. very quickly. Yeah. So she she's got to spray quite a bit. Yeah. But are you still familiar with the? I'm, I'm familiar placement? with the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> it is kind of fun. And he's like, she, he was like, women love the wrist. This is the most. All the actions <laughs> happening right here. If you ask women, uh, so it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, a funny bit there. Uh, and then we open in the apartment. And we found out George is telling Jerry about dating a classical pianist. Uh, Jerry's in the bathroom. <laughs> and um, when he comes out, he hasn't been listening at all. 
But so George goes on. Oh, and we learn her name right away, which I know makes you happy, Ted. We learn they've really taken a lot of notes from Ted. You know, (laughs) they must have gotten a lot of Ted like letters saying, Stop introducing, stop introducing (laughs) characters with other names. We need to know everything about them right away. They went 30 years into the future and and listened to this show to get my my criticisms and then went back in time. And we just don't remember. Exactly. Our memories of the the other episodes were erased and they've always been this way. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So if we go back and watch season one, one now, I'm not going to have any issue with it. Right, right. Probably not. There's probably going to be stuff in there that I'm like, Ted, that's always been there. Uh, duh, <laughs> You're the obviously. only one that remembers. Um, uh, I wanted to point out before like, we get too far into this scene, when Jerry's still in the bathroom and yeah. George is screaming, uh, that he's saying they did a crossword in bed and it was the most fun he's ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how anticlimactic is George's life <laughs> yeah, yeah. that doing a crossword in bed with his new girlfriend is the most fun? Also, I'd imagine that this goes back to George, um, and we've heard Jerry talk about this too, like what normal people do. Like normal people wake up and they do the New York Times crossword puzzle <laughs> in bed, maybe with a, you know, the, with a cup of coffee or something. And so he, he's probably just like feels like a normal non-neurotic like this is what normal people do yeah. you know uh and so yeah the mo- that's the most fun i've ever had um it, it was uh, it probably is referencing that i'm guessing yeah uh, but it, it, that is funny but uh with uh george screaming to jerry in the bathroom jerry comes out and is like no no i couldn't hear you oh you, <laughs> were you talking, talking your, to me the whole time y- y- your new girlfriend noelle she plays the bongos <laughs> yeah the bongo <laughs> player um yeah and we learn that she has all the upper hand yeah. in the relationship and george has none of the power mm-hmm. she's got all the upper hand and uh, she's doing a recital uh, this week or whatever, and George wants Jerry and Elaine to go, and also maybe we can go out. I'll go out afterwards, and she can see me in my natural environment, how I am with my friends, and he can get some hand that way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is a funny term to keep using throughout the show. That you know they they throw out the hand, you know. Yeah. Um, and then Kramer comes in. And tells everyone to smell his arm. Just immediately. Yeah, yeah, smell my arm. <laughs> and I, didn't we talk about this, like, last week, that, that this would be coming up or something? The beach, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was in the trivia questions. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. that's what it was. And I don't think this is, is the last time we'll hear about this idea. I don't think. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, he, 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 it's the beach. He smells like the beach. Um, and he just came from the beach. He joined the polar bear, a polar bear club of, of people who swim yeah. in frigid Swi- temperatures. The swimmers, not the pop punk band. Right. I've never heard of the polar yeah. bears, the pop punk band. Oh, the polar bear club. Polar bear club. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which not I think familiar. this is going to be my homework. Yeah. Is just go back and dive back into all the pop punk music that I listened to in college, like <laughs> pop, uh, like a uh, polar bear club and Penamento and all that stuff. Because just based on this. Just based on this. Yeah. Because I was looking them up on Spotify last night. I'm like, man, I haven't heard them. Or heard of them in years i didn't even know they broke up oh uh but i'm like wow this is uh this is underrated i love that when you go to a when you go down a band rabbit hole you're like i haven't thought about this band in 10 years let's find out where they are what they're doing (laughs) and then you find out that they've like broken up and reunited and released a new album like since you've listened to them you know what you know what uh one of the biggest bands for me in that category is it's called Iron Sheik. Okay. Like the like the wrestler. But Sheik is spelled C I C A C H I C Iron Sheik. Oh Sheik. Got yeah. it. I like it. They're so good, but yeah. like I only remember that they exist like once every <laughs> like three or four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's always great to like find out, oh and then the, oh this guy left the band and then, and then oh solo album, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, you're always just like <laughs> Reading through it, and then and then you're like, all right, well, I'm done. Maybe you like, maybe you pull up on YouTube one of their reunion songs. Or yeah, something. exactly. Like, oh no, they still got it. They still got it. All right, <laughs> see you guys in another ten years. I'll check back in. I'll check back in. Uh, and so 
Um, oh, and he has a Pez dispenser. Kramer has a Pez dispenser, too. A Tweety Bird a Pez Tweety dispenser. A Tweety Bird Pez dispenser, yeah. yeah. Which he uh, gives to Jerry because uh, he got a ton of them uh, at, the at the flea, flea market. market. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I can't remember if it's George or Jerry or Kramer that asks George if he knows like what happens at flea markets, and yeah. George is just, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, George asks, he's like, what, what goes on down there? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Jerry picks up, I think, immediately like, what do you think goes on down there? He's like, I, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. You think you think they have fleas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think there's fleas down there? So what? Yeah, and, and he uses the Biff line again. He calls him Biff once again. Yeah, uh, uh, which is a call great back callback. To last episode. Yeah, the subway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Biff Loman. So I like that. That is uh, that nickname is stuck, <laughs> and it's probably because George dislikes it so much. He does. You know, Biff Loman's one of the biggest losers in literary American literature, yeah. as, as he said last time. So uh, I like that. Uh, so now we're at the recital. And it's the perfect time for a Pez, right as the recital starts, yeah, obviously. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Noelle sits down at the piano. She starts playing. Jerry breaks out the Pez dispenser <laughs> and sits it on Elaine's leg. Yeah. And she loses it. Yeah, yeah. Why? What is so funny here? You've never had the church giggles? Uh, when you're I mean, not supposed to laugh is when you laugh the absolute <laughs> hardest. Yeah, I've been in uh, a, a couple different situations where you know it doesn't even have to be that funny, but you chuckle a little bit and make maybe you and make then a you little. You just can't stop laughing, and then you make a, too and, much of a noise, and, and you then, start laughing at how much you're laughing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and then the other, yeah, and then the, everyone's reacting to you laughing, which just makes you laugh harder. And when you're not <laughs> supposed to laugh is when you laugh the hardest. So okay, I totally, I I've been, yeah, I've been in a lot of situations but, like that. But also, why it is like mid laugh, she just name drops Joe Gibbs. I didn't hear that. What'd she say? Joe Gibbs. She just said Joe Gibbs? Yeah. What are you talking about? Like the uh, Washington Redskins Redsk- head coach yeah. and like NASCAR like owner. Like she's just laughing and she's like, <laughs> Joe Gibbs. Oh, I didn't hear that. It's so <laughs> weird and out of place. So it, it was probably just a noise that sounded like the words Joe Gibbs. It came up on the closed captioning, what? Joe Gibbs. I'm like, what the hell? Why did she just say Joe Gibbs' name? (laughs) I have no idea. I did not pick up on that at all. I didn't hear it. All I heard was giggling noises. No, Um, like she's giggling. She's giggling, and then in the middle of giggling, she's just oh my gosh, no idea. I have no idea, man. (laughs) He might have been coach at that point. It was ninety two. That was. I think he was. I think he was. Yeah, yeah. Because he left and came back. I think. But why? Why here? No idea. Why now? No idea. It, uh, it mu- that must be a captioning error. It simply must be. Uh, but I, you have to go. You have to go back and watch. <laughs> right, you have I to go will. back and just watch Joe this Gibbs. scene with the captions on. Yeah. because she says Joe Gibbs. Joe it's Gibbs. Clear. Well, uh, she's from Baltimore. Don't forget. Huh. So I don't even know. They did they have a team at that point? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if in '92 the Baltimore Ravens were around. I don't think they were. So I think, they, I think it was still Baltimore Colts. Oh, well, no, the Baltimore Colts moved to Indianapolis from Baltimore. So I don't think Baltimore had a team at this point. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think the Colts were still in Baltimore. In 92? No way. No, no. way. Should that we, was like should we look the this overnight. Up? Sure. Okay. That was they, they moved overnight from Baltimore to Indianapolis, and it had to be in the 80s, if not the 70s. You think? Yeah. All right, let's see. But that, while you're doing that, I'm going to go get something. Okay. While you're waiting for that to load, can I just you in a Pez? Oh, my God. We, we, if it's a food, we have to talk about it. Here, help yourself. Now, this is a uh, Ray from Star Wars The Force Awakens <laughs> oh, uh, Episode 7 Pez. It's somebody got for me, but it's pretty good, I got to admit. When's the last time you had a Pez? I've actually never had a Pez. Are you going to throw up if you eat a Pez? I, I, they're too much like pills. You chew it. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't like. Don't it. swallow it whole. I, I'm I'm okay. Eat a pez. Would I'm you okay. please eat a pez? I don't want to eat a pez. Would you please eat a pez? I don't want to eat Why a pez because I, I just don't want Did to. Did you not like Flintstone vitamins? As no, a kid? you didn't. No, I didn't. Ha- I didn't have Flintstone vitamins. You're so weird. <laughs> it's just a chewy sweet candy. It tastes like raspberry. I don't want one. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Baltimore Colts ended in 1983. There we go. Uh, but I don't know like when. Uh, Baltimore Ravens began. Baltimore- I think that was well into the 90s. You think so? Yeah. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. But even so, even if the Baltimore Colts, or even if the Baltimore Ravens were a team in in 92, Elaine still would have been a fan of the Redskins because she grew up in Baltimore in a time where there was no football team. Exactly. Uh, because they, so there was no football team in Baltimore from 1983 until 1995 Whoa. is when the Ravens so there uh, we go. first started. There we so, go. So, yeah, she probably would have been a, a fan of the Washington Redskins. Yeah. So, why <laughs> why she still insists on yelling out hey, you the know, head coach's name? We have no idea. Yeah, I mean... But at, I, least there's a, at least we've built a connection here. At least we've built a little cannon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whenever I'm, like, laughing hysterically, I don't just, like, spurt out the name Steve McNair because he was <laughs> yeah, the quarterback yeah. of my favorite team growing right, up. Right, right. You would yell something like Vince McMahon or uh, the... the uh, or, I wouldn't yell anything like this because it doesn't make like sense. <laughs> or uh, I was trying to think of, oh, Gene Okerlund. You'd yell Gene Okerlund's <laughs> name. The late great Gene Okerlund. Let me tell you something, mean Gene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd yell Miss uh, Miss Jessica. Is that her name? Who was the... that Miss Elizabeth? Miss Elizabeth. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Miss yeah. Jessica. Miss Jessica. I'm Close. sure there was a Miss Close. Jessica in there somewhere. She's the, uh, she's the indie version of Miss Elizabeth. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, Miss Elizabeth's sister. Um, so, all right, now that that's all over with. Yeah, um, where were we at? Well, Elaine is, is cracking up, finally excuses her. Oh, They're yeah. in the middle of an aisle, okay. and so she's got to excuse herself <laughs> through hordes and hordes of people. And uh, it's obviously throwing Noelle off her game. Yeah. And she runs outside, runs into John Mulligan. Mollica. I wrote down Mulligan. I wrote it down different each time. <laughs> John Mollica? Mollica. Mollica outside. Yep. Um, who I thought was just a creepy guy at first, because he's like, yeah. something I said? I thought, and he I grabs thought he, her. I thought he was like a comedian or something, like that was doing a show like at a theater across the street yeah. or something. I thought he was just and a it was creep. Just, it was just harassing yeah. everyone coming out of the theater. <laughs> like anyone laughing at anything. It's like, yeah. oh, is this something I said? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you mean he'd be like done with his set at that point? Yes, I got you. Yeah, gotcha. and, and he beat everyone out of the theater, and he was like, "Hey, yeah, John Malika. Hey, John Malika. Hey, John Malika." Just handing out like business cards or something. I thought he was just—I mean, I thought he was just a creep on the street. Uh, like, I thought he was just a person who like accosted women on the street. Um, and she looks scared at first, and then she's like, "Oh, John." Uh, and um, he's a towering giant. Oh my Judging God, from the camera yeah. angles, well, also she looks about three feet tall. They shoot him from such a far down. <laughs> they angle shoot far- him. Like, from a total worm's eye view. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can see, like, underneath his chin. (laughs) Like, you can see up his nose. And then when it's the shot of Elaine, they're from, like, the top of the Eiffel Tower building looking down. So that he looks gigantic and she looks about waist high. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm glad we could explain this because this just stood out so much to me. This is such a weird (laughs) shot. It's a common shot outside of Seinfeld, but they don't do this shot typically in the show. The, the two people like facing oh, each other then, having a conversation yeah. where they're over the shoulder for the short for the shorter person yeah. and coming up underneath <laughs> for the taller person. Weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It made him look like a towering giant. Yes, it, it made him look about Especially over tall. a lane. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, so uh, apparently their friend Richie Appel, who Elaine inquires about, um, is in L.A. and he's on drugs 
And Elaine says you should have an intervention. Obviously, that was kind of a buzzy uh, word at this point. You know, they, they must have been kind of new in the zeitgeist. Drink. Uh, I'm guessing. You know, it doesn't seem like that. It was kind of yeah, um, a I hot so. button thing. Like, have you heard about these things, interventions? Yeah. Let's absolutely. have an intervention for somebody. Let's do an intervention. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Who's, who's the most messed up person in our group of friends? Ooh, let's give them an intervention. Let's have an, interventions are huge right now. We should definitely have an intervention. Interventions are so yeah. hot right now. Interventions are in. They're not outerventions. They're interventions, okay? <laughs> um, and so, and they've remained in for the most part. I mean, we have a whole... TV show based called around intervention. interventions. Yeah, yeah, called interventions. So uh, <laughs> as far as I know, that's it, it's at least still on in reruns. It's at least still on in reruns. But I like this. <laughs> I love this delivery that comes next, where he where he's like, oh, Richie doesn't listen to anybody. He's like, you know, he Jerry would have to be involved. Jerry would have to be there. He'd listen to Jerry. I love the way he delivered these lines. Like Jerry would have to be involved. Yeah, he respects Jerry. Yeah, this is really he'd weird. He'd listen to Jerry. He this says it like so that. I weird. love that delivery. I don't know why. <laughs> it was just so leading, I guess, that he was into the idea immediately if it got him in the same room as Jerry. That's I what it guess. seems like. Yeah, I don't know. Because maybe he's just like, I, I don't know. Did, was it established that John Mollica was a comedian? He was a bartender at a comedy at the comedy uh, okay. place. So Richie he, is a comedian. He's the he was the bartender at the that's comedy. That's right. Um, so he's club. just trying to get like around famous comedians. It could be that. It could be that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because maybe Jerry just doesn't go into that club anymore because he doesn't need he's, to he's or too big. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah too it, big. It's some it's some dive uh like bar that he played a couple of times. Yeah. Like midnight on like a, a Friday night or something that Malika was bartending. Yeah. And Jerry's career skyrocketed and Malika is Still bartending. Yeah, right from there. what I understand about comedy clubs, I mean, listening to countless podcasts from stand-up comedians, <laughs> if you work at a comedy club, you aspire to be a comedian. I don't think any, or you own the club, or you're, a, or yeah. you're a member of the family that owns the club. Yeah, nobody who is like <laughs> selling tickets or bartending doesn't want to be. You know, you're doing it to get in the good graces of the owner. I think. Yeah, a- and be around and just be in that environment. That's, That's true. what I've heard. Yeah, so I, perhaps he is a uh, an aspiring comedian I, who maybe just. Has given up. Yeah, I could see a comedy club not just hiring any bartender. They they want to hire, or the bartender that ends up working there is going to be uh, trying to get up on stage yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to do a good job, so the owner likes you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So he probably <laughs> that we've written. We're writing so many great backstories for these characters. If only the writers did. That. <laughs> but we don't need to know. I know. Look how much we've uh, look how much we've inferred <laughs> just from the little bit of time that we've known John Mullica. Um, so, uh, that, so then now we're backstage at the recital, back inside. Elaine has composed herself. And Jerry said that he had an impulse to put the Pez dispenser on her leg. (laughs) And Jerry, I guess, doesn't have any impulse control. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's a child. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at comedians in the early 90s, I mean, there's one specifically a few years ago that didn't have any impulse control, and now he's in prison. But I think it was Elaine when, I mean, he, there's no way for him to know that. (laughs) Elaine was going to react like that. I think it was a I funny guess, gag. Yeah. I think it's a, it's something I would do. Like take the Pez dispenser, rest it on someone's knee, and that's funny. And then they like whack it, uh, you know, off their knee, and, and that's it. Careful there. Uh, yeah, almost almost started talking about that comedian that you were uh, um, talking about. Um, so. Uh, well, wait, who, who did you think I was talking about? Bill Cosby. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought that you thought that I th- thought was talking about Louis, Louis C.K. C.K. Right. There we go. It, it fits It fits so many, unfortunately. It does. It uh, really does. Unfortunately, you could be talking about several people. I could be talking about <laughs> anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so I thought that was a funny gag, and then Elaine 
was not is at fault is it most at fault here yeah it you know she went out but how was jerry to know she was going to get the church giggles you know um but uh elaine explains to jerry about um john malika Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) um well she starts to explain and then george is like we're in the middle of something and then they they have a little conversation about whether or not she should explain it right there and so she ends up doing it because jerry doesn't want to hear it later he wants to hear it now and so george says cut to the chase yeah this was so (laughs) weird like they're just out in the hallway yeah yeah i mean it's not like you're waiting on noel like i thought the reason George wanted them to hurry up is he was waiting for Noel to come out. Right, right. And here he was just waiting on them to finish talking so, so he could, could go in, knock yeah. and go in. Like, what was the what he, was the hurry? Well, then? he knows it didn't go well. Okay, and yeah, she has yeah, all the yeah. power, and she's not going to be happy. That's so true. He he's he's formulating a game plan. And he just they're wants to a, get it over yeah, with. I guess, a, and they're getting a battle plan together. Like, all right, you know, let let's uh, let's figure out how we're going to play this because. She doesn't know who was laughing, but Elaine, who was, was wants to apologize. And yeah. Says, don't even, don't even bring it up. <laughs> don't even, you know, she doesn't know at this point. Yeah. Um. But but Jerry makes fun of George for saying "cut to the chase." <laughs> um. And I liked the the turnaround where I forget what Jerry said. Like, oh, oh yeah, he's like, "cut to the chase." That doesn't. Uh, he's like, "No, lose it." He was like, "What's lose it?" That's a. That's uh, an. Or you know, he tries to say "lose it" is the same as "cut to the chase," and Jerry's like, "No, it's not." He's like. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> George knows it's not, but but I think Jerry was trying to. George was trying to sound cool by saying "cut to the chase." Jerry was trying to say, sound cool by saying "lose it." So he was right. But Jerry has all the hand in their relationship. You know? Do, do you agree? George just doesn't have any. George hand has at all. no hand in any relationship that he's in. I think that's probably that's probably true. So we enter the dressing room eventually. Uh, yeah, Noel is just outright humiliated. Yeah, and uh, Elaine tries to cover. Like her, like being really anxious about like the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, she says, "I'm sure she wasn't laughing at you." Noel comes back with, "And what was she laughing at?" Uh, and Jerry perfectly at this moment offers her a pez. <laughs> pez, yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, and I like that Noel. I like Noel's delivery of this line too. I will never forget that laugh <laughs> for the rest of <laughs> for my the rest life. Of my life, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just such a, such an ominous. You know, it, it really sets up obviously yeah. what we know is going to happen later. Yeah. Um. So and then you know Jerry George has to have you know a talk with Noel now who's not really feeling like going out and so they leave yeah. um and she she doesn't feel like going out anymore yeah. afterwards and, and she screams I said I don't feel like it yeah the hand yeah. just shuts him down completely and he <laughs> puts his tail between his legs and backs out of the room immediately like yeah that's okay we're good everyone's good we're all good it's yeah, all fine I, I I wrote down like George wants the upper hand but he's the personification of a slug yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's the perfect what a great way to write the upper hand if you didn't understand what George meant before that's <laughs> that's the power in the relationship right there uh, so we're at monks now I love this exterior shot though there's a CD and tape seller outside monks selling what I'm sure are famous oh, well, I didn't see that not anymore but famous bootleg New York City tapes and CDs. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like even pirated see that. Um, one of my most prized possessions that I was going to bring in but I can't find cuz I think my friend Nick stole it oh. a long time ago. Even though he bought his own copy too. So it's now one of Nick's prized possessions. It's now one of Nick's prized possessions and I remember a long time ago asking if he had it and he said he didn't. But we both bought the same CD, and I think somehow <laughs> I don't know where mine ended up, but I think he ended up with him, even though he bought a copy at the exact same time. One time when we were in New York Aww. City, and he was like, "Yeah, check these guys out. They have like all the top albums right now for like five bucks on CD." And I was like, "And keep in mind, this is before iPhones or MP3s yeah, or anything. Yeah. Not before MP3s, but um, you know, you'd have to put them on a CD to listen to them. In other words, mm-hmm. and I got a copy of Radiohead's 
Kid A uh, for like five bucks. Oh, and, man. And it was the, the New York City bootleg edition. And it was oh, pretty awesome. Yeah, That's kind of cool. Yeah, I liked having it. Um, but it was just, you know, a photo. It didn't come with the giant booklet that Radiohead included. You know, it was like. <laughs> a, was it in like the thin, like. Uh, pink or orange or green like jewel case? No, it was in a full size oh, okay. regular jewel case. Yeah, but it just had a photocopied cardboard well, not even cardboard, card stock <laughs> insert that had the cover and the back on it and when you Perfect. opened up the CD, it was obviously a blank CD with just Radiohead Kid A not in handwriting, but somehow printed on there. Yeah. I don't know, maybe they had a CDR <laughs> didn't some CDRs they were able to print on the, yeah. the top too, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, so yeah. they must have had that going on. But these guys would buy one CD for Fifteen twenty dollars at Tower Records or whatever it was around at the time, and make endless copies and of make it. endless copies of it and sell them for five bucks. I think it was five. It might have even been ten. So Ooh, yeah, geez. but it was still cheaper than buying the CD. That's but still steep um, for a bootleg. Yeah, yeah, but um, maybe so. Maybe it was five, but yeah, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, they had they had just anything any CD you could want that was out at that time, and so I was kind of uh, and you know what I think with uh, Radiohead's pay what you want mentality right now, <laughs> they would probably be okay with me owning a copy of Kid A on. Bootleg for five dollars. Yeah. Even though the five dollars went to somebody else, it's like downloading Kid <laughs> A for free from yeah. them. You yeah. know, which is you know they they did that pay what you want thing a while back for one of their al- in rainbows I think for um, one of their albums, not Kid A, not Kid A. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they'd be fine with it. That's what I'm trying to say. Tom York, if you're listening to this, tell me where to send the five oh, he's, bucks. He's definitely, listening to, he's definitely listening. He's definitely listening. Go to Radiohead.com/slash/nhnl <laughs> and you can get any of their albums. Pay what you want. <laughs> Radiohead, a sponsor. Thank you. Um, so where are we now? Oh, we're okay. We're at Monks. We're inside Monks. Finally, I just love that exterior shot. It brought back a lot of great memories of being in New York City uh, with my friends. So um, Kramer is supposedly responsible for Richie falling off the wagon. Should we yeah. say that? Yeah. <laughs> or being on the wagon? I forget which way it is. Um, because. They were on, it's very convoluted. They were on like a softball team. Yeah, a comedy club and, softball team. And uh, Kramer was first base, and Jerry said that he was amazing at first base. You couldn't get anything by him. Yeah. And then uh, I guess they won the game, and... Uh, Kramer tells Richie to pour the cooler, the Gatorade or yeah, whatever's in there. on like, was Marty Benson the coach of I think the team, he, I guess? Maybe the coach and the owner of the comedy club. Okay, well, yeah, he, yeah he's definitely the owner of the comedy yeah, yeah. club, but I'm guessing for the sake of the softball game that he was also the coach. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know why else he would be there, yeah. or why he would be getting Gatorade dumped on right. him. Right. I think the only reason that coaches don't get Gatorade dumped on him is because they're up in the up in the stands, and the coach is right there. You know, I think the owners would probably get a little bit of that if, yeah, they, probably. if they were actually down there yeah. with the with the plebes. So, so he's probably the, the coach of the team yeah, as well. possibly. So, so he gets the Gatorade dumped on him, and apparently... Apparently, after that, he contracted pneumonia and died a month later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just hit Richie incredibly hard. Supposedly being responsible for this man's death. Yeah. You could, you could draw the line <laughs> as Jerry does. Yeah, and Jerry even says, Richie was never the same. And I think it's Elaine <laughs> yeah. who's like, oh, what about Kramer? Oh, he's the same. He's the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so in the apartment later, um, after Monks, uh, Jerry is on the phone with John who is talking him and eventually does talk him into hosting the intervention. Yeah, but not before Jerry gives, like, <laughs> one of the best excuses. I love like, this I don't too. Have a, I don't have a good apartment for an intervention. The furniture is very non-confrontational. Very non-confrontational. <laughs> what does it even I mean? I love that. Yeah. What does it even mean? I, I think it's maybe too inviting for a intervention. Everyone's going everyone's gonna to feel too comfortable and, like... What, we're, what do we have against this guy? Let him have his fun. You know, everyone's going to be too Jesus. comfortable to have the intervention. So, uh, but then Kramer uh, um, remembers Richie immediately. Remembers killing Morty immediately. You know, uh, uh, or Marty. I'm sorry, um, Ma- Marty Benson. Yeah, I, this is another. Kramer has done this already, like three or four times in the series where. 
You say one thing to Kramer, and he has a steel trap memory where he recounts exactly the conversation we just heard. <laughs> like, just where, like, uh, I forget I forget the way he says it, but like, oh, yeah, the guy who killed Marty Benson by dumping the cooler on him. Oh, my God. Or the guy I told to dump the cooler on Marty Benson and killed him, or whatever, you know, like, yeah. he just, and, and he says it in such an, it's so, unimp- like, just nonchalant. Yeah. He's very nonchalant. It, about it's it. almost like Jerry's wearing a wire and it's a direct <laughs> feed to <laughs> yeah, Kramer's, exactly. like, earpiece. Yeah, and he's like, I got to remember this later. That's yeah. the steel trap mind of, <laughs> of Kramer, which is, which is just a great juxtaposition between the buffoonery that we see him engage in. And the brain that he has, too. Yeah. You know, it's like he can use it when he wants it. Uh, but he, I love this, too. He wants to get in on that. You're having an intervention. Can I get in on that? <laughs> <laughs> Again, the way, that's the, kind of the way, like, interventions were such a hot thing, obviously, at the yeah, time. Yeah. People wanted to be a part of them. And what does Jerry say? He compares it to, like, a poker game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a poker game. <laughs> can I get in on that? Um, but uh, I forget why um, I have this here that... Kramer has come up now with the cologne that smells like the beach. Because he's still smelling his arm. Yeah, yeah, he's still smelling his arm. Yeah, because apparently his arm just still smells. I don't know if this is days or a week later, but he or maybe still he smells meets, like the beach. Or maybe he meets with the Polar Bear Club yeah, maybe more he, maybe often he, than we maybe think. Maybe he went again. Yeah, yeah, that's, maybe it's a couple a, times a week. Or, that's a good idea. Yeah, um, but then we find out that there's a contact that Jerry has at Calvin Klein. Yeah, I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, but he's gonna. He was actually. He was like, actually, he, sh- he knew Richie pretty well. He should be at this thing or, or whatever. Um, so then George comes in and he and there's a breakup coming. Noel's gonna break up with him. He's he's certain of it. Yeah. He was so nervous to call her <laughs> that he came up with a list of conversation topics before he made the call. <laughs> Just so there would be something to talk about, yeah. I guess. So there wouldn't be any awkward yeah. silence where she could... Yeah, such hot-button yeah, topics. Yeah. Like, I'm very good at going in reverse in my car. <laughs> yeah. Jerry's like, let me see that list. <laughs> yeah. Why isn't Postum a more popular drink? Do you know what Postum is? I have no All idea right. what Postum homework, is. Homework for next time. <laughs> me neither. Um, yeah, why isn't Postum... But Jerry also wants to know the answer to that question. <laughs> He's like, so. Postum's very underrated. Yeah. yeah. Also, I want to point out that once George uh, sits down on the couch... We can see uh, very. It's obscured in the background, but there's a Mets hat. So, th- uh, so it's a Mets, yeah. Yeah. So this is a Mets fan episode, a Mets episode not a Yankees yeah. fan episode. <laughs> um, and by the way, George can't be that good at going in reverse in his car because we know what a horrible parallel parker he is. I from, know that's what. Yeah. Like this doesn't make sense. He can't be that great, but obviously he's, he's awful at parking. Obviously, he still thinks he is. You know what? What's the reality of George and what George thinks of himself? We know is can be disparate <laughs> at times. So that's this is true. This is one of those things, and maybe it was other people's cars going in reverse and. Other people's cars is different than <laughs> than your own. So, um, are you good at that going in reverse? And I your... have a backup camera. Oh, aren't those great? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. like I didn't think uh, I didn't think I was bad at um, yeah. uh, reversing in my own car. And like even like the first couple of like weeks that I had a backup camera in my car, I was still like turning my, around, like, yeah. like putting my arm around the passenger seat and like looking back. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh wait. It's right here. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. have to do that. Oh, I love. Uh, yeah, my wife's car. The wife, the car my wife drives a lot it, it has one, and mine doesn't. Yeah. And so when I drive hers a lot, and then I'll get in my other car that doesn't have one, and I'll put it in reverse and just stare at the radio until I go. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh right. I got to turn. I have to turn. Oh uh, no! I got to turn all the way around. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Is this what poor people feel like? <laughs> but backup cameras were a game changer. But I was okay when I lived near a city. I was. Pretty good at parallel parking, I gotta say. Yeah, I, I, I could get into a time, and now I see a spot. I'll go 
like try to park downtown here. There's a lot of street parking, and so I'll go past the spot. I'm like, no, nah, that one looks too small. Let me see if I can find a bigger <laughs> one. And I'll go around the block, and I'll come back, and there's like a Hummer in that spot. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe my Accord could have fit. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't. I still look really small to me. Yeah, like I think I'm actually pretty decent at yeah. parallel parking. I've lost w- with or without a backup camera. Yeah, I, I lost a little bit of it. I used to be a superpower of mine, but now it's it's <laughs> completely gone. So, um, but George has no power in the relationship. But Kramer comes up with, again, using his brain, kind of a brilliant idea. You break up with her. Yeah. Uh, a preemptive breakup, as they call it. Yeah, and also, I wanted to point out, like, George says that uh, he asked her out to dinner, but she said that she was okay for lunch, yeah, yeah. and George didn't like that, because once you go from lunch to dinner, you don't go you back don't go to back. lunch. Yeah. Do you see that as a demotion, or like George did, or do you think it's just, oh yeah, well, she was only free for lunch that day? In, I don't know. <laughs> I can see him reading into it at the stage of their relationship they're at. Uh-huh. Like, at, you know, where my wife and I are being married for 10 years, we take any meal we can get uh-huh. alone. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, so lunches are great or whatever, uh, and dinners we were... So, but where he is right now, I can kind of see that. Like, dates happen at night yeah. with, with, with at this point in the relationship. That's true, not yeah. lunch date. You know, he's not at lunch... If they had been like monogamous and together for a year at this point lunch dinner whatever it doesn't yeah, matter sure, but at whatever. this point i can understand okay. you don't go back to lunch I, I i you know i i think that's where he's coming from i think okay i get it uh and then at monks later on george is absolutely giddy it completely works once he says <laughs> i mean it, it, they barely sat down it seems like and he's like i'm breaking up with you and she's like you're breaking yeah. up with me? Yeah, she thought everything was fine. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought everything was fine. Yeah. I mean, it works immediately. It's <laughs> it's crazy how fast it works. I thought everything was fine, and I love how he's just so flippant. He's oh glib. God, he's yeah. giddy. He's like, "Well, you live and learn, kid." Uh, and he's like just taking <laughs> sips of his coffee and just relax. I mean, it's just so funny. The to see a confident George is hilarious. Yeah, it's so <laughs> unusual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, well, hey, you live and learn, kid. Yeah. Uh, what can I tell you? But like, she she's trying to like make concessions of like how they can stay together. Yeah. Now she wants to stay together. I mean, it yeah. worked immediately. Yeah. And George wants her to think about him all the time. <laughs> well, she's playing and she piano. even says all the time, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Do you think about me while you're playing piano?" And she's like, "Eh, you know." I, he's like, "Well, all right. Well, I, it's been great meeting you." And, and she's like, no, no, okay, I will, I'll think of you when I'm playing piano. <laughs> and he says, all the time. She's like, all the time? He's like, you know what, I'll see you, I'll see you later. And she's like, okay, god. all the time, all the time, I'll think about you all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and uh, so then we're at the, um, so it, 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 it's just hilarious, that 180. And now we're at the Calvin Klein office, and Kramer is pitching the beach idea, and the executive hates it. Yeah, he's just pushing his arm into this dude's face. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Kramer uh, comes up with the line, he's like, uh, what he's looking out the window and he's like, "I want to capture the essence, yeah. the scent of coming back from the beach at, or something like that." And uh, the guy says, "That is the dumbest idea I've ever heard." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, "It's a it's a repugnant smell. Smell. People shower immediately when they get home from the beach. It's, it's, a, it's something you want to get rid of. It's fishy and yeah, disgusting. It, it, it's an offensive, objectionable it's an, yeah. odor." There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I want to point out. Uh, I don't know if you caught this, but it's just so weird to see a depiction of the World Trade Center. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. How did I not notice that? It was like right in the window, like uh, on the right-hand side, is just one of the towers. Oh, wow. And I paused it, and I'm like, oh, oh, 
Oh, no. I don't know how I didn't notice that because it didn't even look like New York City to me. Yeah. I was like, those buildings don't look like New York City, but it must be a skyline somewhere. But I can't well, believe it, I just looked it, right past the... It was the skyline of New York City. Yeah, yeah. But there was a big black building that looks familiar that I was like, that doesn't look like a New York City building. It looks like a different... But So maybe I'm yeah. so focused on that, I didn't see... only. How do you get only one of those towers in the shot? Because it was... Uh, I mean, well, obviously it wasn't like actually the skyline. Right. We just took a still photo. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I don't know because it was so far over to the right oh. that you wouldn't have seen like the other tower. Like uh. it definitely made sense for the shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't really describe it here, and also it it wouldn't help anything for me right, to right. audibly describe what this looked like. Uh, but yeah. if you go back and look at it, it made sense for the shot. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll go check it out and, and see if I can see it again. Um, yeah, and but do you? I I like Kramer's idea. I mean, smell the beach. After you spend a day at the beach, you smell pretty great. Uh, you know, I don't know. I always come home and shower. I, I, I mean- do because only because <laughs> my body feels. You know, you got the seawater in your hair, and you're maybe all like, it, it, like oily from the yeah. suntan lotion. But but as a smell, that's a that's a feeling. As a smell, you got the but suntan lotion. Would you wear lotion. that as a cologne? I'd love it as a candle. I don't wear much. I, I, I'd use it as an as a deodorant. How about my, that? Because I don't wear much cologne. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, if I had a deodorant that smelled my, like that, I'd do it. My mother used to have a candle that was uh, smelled like sunscreen. It was the most foul thing. <laughs> that sounds weird. I've ever. Uh, that sounds smelled. weird. It yeah, can't be it just sunscreen. So, so it's got to be sunscreen and salt and sand and sweat and all of that. It was together. a mix of everything. Yeah, but oh. it was not good. Oh. Maybe the sunscreen was too far forward. You know, they needed to yeah. back that off in the in the mix <laughs> or something. But but all of that together does sound, you know, even a little bit of fishiness in there if you want. Ugh. But that's where the probably the saltiness comes in. You yeah. know, a little bit of the salt. But just all of that, I, I love uh, the smell of coming from the beach. Um, I'm fine with it. And maybe even put a little chlorine in there for when you, <laughs> you know, you, you dive in the pool afterwards or something. Um, but so back at the apartment, it's intervention time. Uh, everybody's there. Including the guy from Calvin Klein that we just saw. And yep, met. yep, yep. And uh, John Mollica has a bloody nose. Uh, he has dry <laughs> nasal membranes. And so just a, just a light tap will give him a bloody nose. I think I have this problem. Do you really? Especially during the winter. I'll be in the shower, like, washing my face, and all of a sudden I have a bloody nose. Really? You don't get a bloody nose in the shower? Uh, no. Yeah, see, I, it's a problem I, that a it, lot of people have I mean, have I've gotten bloody noses, uh, obviously, more frequently in the winter, but it's never, yeah. like, that sensitive. Yeah, for some reason, I'm like, I'll just walk, and all of a sudden I'll, I'll like, you know, you get that sense, you're like, uh-oh, without even seeing it, because oh, yeah. I can't see yeah, anything. You, you can really feel something, like, run down, like, like, it feels like a runny nose, but it's different. And you start tasting it immediately, you know? Like, you just taste, like, iron. And, and there's soap in my eyes, so I can't open my yeah. eyes. I'm like, oh, God, now I gotta wash yeah. my face off, and I'm probably spraying blood everywhere. <laughs> and then you just, like, uh, just, like, wipe your face off. Yeah. You, you look at your hand, and it's just all red. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's it's not fun. Um, yeah, but, I, so I may, maybe I have dry, extra dry nasal membranes, like John uh, Malika. But he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he thinks nobody cares about him sticking a piece of tissue up his nose and leaving it there like oh, nobody says anything um do you do is, that like how do you like remedy your nosebleeds yeah yeah i'll shove something up there until it stops do you go yeah, out in public it, with that though no 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 they're they're out before i leave the bathroom <laughs> See, yeah i i will have to leave mine in like i'll leave mine in for like 20 or so minutes yeah uh, but like I have before gone out in public with that. Yeah. But like I'll make sure it's like 
way like up there, way yeah. up there yeah and, like especially like if i have to come into work like uh-huh. if it's in the morning or something i'll make sure it's like way up in there yeah and then i'll take it out when i get here right yeah yeah you'll like drive with it around or something yeah yeah, yeah. i've rarely had to do that if ever but yeah i, I um <laughs> or like i'll go through a drive-through with one or <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> who cares like, uh, I'm never going to see these people again. Yeah, yeah. They're just handing me, handing me my Wendy's. <laughs> I'm sure matter. they see a lot weirder. Yeah. That's, that's what I always think. Anytime I deal with anyone who sees people for a living, like in retail or in fast food, like that, I'm like, they've seen, I'm not the, they don't even look oh, yeah. at people There's, in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, CK, the Calvin Klein executive is there. Um, and Kramer is, uh, we're, he, we find out he's making his scent. I don't know if it's a, it sounds like a bluff, right? He didn't really find anyone to, to make his scent, he, even though he tells the guy he does, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just saying like I think he's bluffing. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we've seen Kramer like get into some pretty like uh, genius schemes. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe he does know somebody who can make a scent like that, but it, it definitely won't be up to the quality of Calvin, Calvin Klein. Klein. Yeah, but yeah. At this point, I have a feeling he's still trying to close the deal with him, but who knows? Um, and then Kramer's polar bear club friends come in for some reason. Yeah, I guess they were <laughs> just hanging them. out with Kramer. Yeah, he invited yeah. them to the intervention, even though they don't know Richie Appel. Uh, <laughs> and then the the door buzzes, and I love that someone's like, "Hi!" <laughs> yeah, was that Elaine who screamed that? I don't. I don't remember. I, I, it was one of the one of like the main characters. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think it was Elaine. Must have been Elaine. Hey, yeah. Everybody hide. And Jerry's like, it's not a surprise party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, nobody. I love that nobody knows what an intervention really is. Yeah. You know, like how it's, do we do it? It's just it? trendy. Yeah, yeah. It's just trendy at this point. Um. So, but it's not Richie. It's George. Uh, who has so much hand, he's coming out of his gloves, which I thought was hilarious. That's that's another great George. I got so much hand, I'm coming out of my glove. Um, <laughs> and a man with no, without hand is no man at all. Uh, Jerry, a man without... Again, this is, this is confident George, who now feels God. like he can ex, uh, you know, uh, expel wisdom for, to other people. Jerry, a man God. without hand is not a man <laughs> at all, uh, whatever he says. <laughs> but him and Noel come in, and Noel goes and sits down. She sees Elaine... Uh, and I, it's almost like they're friends at this point. Yeah. Uh, um, she's excited, I think, to see another woman there at least. That's true. Yeah. I mean, there are other women there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But another woman she knows, that's I true. guess. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, because like, it would be weird. Like, again, George has brought a date to the intervention. That's true. Does George even know Richie? We don't even know, <laughs> you know? Uh, but Elaine is, uh, sitting down on the couch and she's laughing at, like, some awful joke. About kangaroo pockets yeah. that one of the polar bu- polar, polar bear club <laughs> yeah, guys yeah. says, and she starts laughing, and Noel just gives her that slow turn, oh, the slow burn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all the flash of recognition yeah. wipes across Noel's face. Uh, yeah, and immediately um, calls her out for being the laugher. Uh, and immediately calls Jerry out for because Elaine blames it on Jerry, and then she calls out Jerry, <laughs> and then she breaks up with George right there. Yeah, she just rips into yeah all three, all of, three them. of them. Yeah, yeah, they're all at fault. Yeah, and uh, she's like hanging out of the doorway. The door is open, and George is like, "You can't break up with me. I've got hand." Yeah, and I've waited the entire episode, literally the entire episode, for this one joke. Yeah, yeah, and she just says. <laughs> Well, you're going to need it. Hilarious. Like, there it is. Hilarious. Finally. Yeah, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally, somebody uses it as a double entendre. Uh. You know? um, but I, just, just a funny, <laughs> just a great 
button on a little button on the scene on her scene you know um if she had a mic she could have dropped it right there yeah you know? absolutely. I mean, that would have been that would have been perfect um and then richie arrives and he sees everybody there and then we don't get to see the intervention play out um but we don't really need to yeah because in the apartment uh the next day i guess something yeah at least the next day yeah richie he was not he didn't want to be intervened oh and i love the the where um Kramer keeps calling it the interference. It's like it's not you're gonna inter- you're gonna interfere. This is an intervention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apparently the intervention was pretty hostile. Yeah. Um. He said that uh, Richie said that his dad crashed their car whenever he was a kid, and his dad had this Pez dispenser, and Pez went all over. He was trying to load it, and they are tough to load. I mean, look at I don't know if you've ever seen a Pez dispenser, but I still have the one here. So you open it up like this. It's uh-huh. supposed to stay, but, but it, it doesn't, doesn't always. And the uh, the little pills or whatever come in a I guess the pe- the candy is the pez the okay. pez come in a long strip that you try to open up but the glue is always they always put too much glue on it so you can't uh. get it out and you're supposed to load it all at once like in in the slot all at once but, but it, never it never works, works out that way yeah okay it rarely works out that way and then invariably you'll you'll knock the head and the <laughs> thing will slam shut uh. and that'll throw pez everywhere God. so yeah it, it, they are tough to load they're difficult to load is is a common thread throughout this episode um, <laughs> how do you load these things they're so tough to load <laughs> and yeah so he had an accident. When he, his dad got into the accident, went into the, uh, rammed into a high school cafeteria. Yeah, um, and no one was hurt apparently. Yeah. Uh, but Jerry says, or I think it was Jerry putting the Tweety Bird Pez dispenser out that triggered Richie it was on like the table. opening up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About like this whole story, and he says that he was checked into a clinic two hours later. Yeah, two hours later he checks into the clinic. So Jeez. yeah. Um, so what, what did I write down here? Oh yeah. Um, but now he's hooked on Pez. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the big punchline to that whole joke, yeah. too. But he's hooked on Pez. Yeah. Uh, but uh, George is doing the crossword puzzle. And he can't do it by himself. No. Because uh, he's, like, he's dumb. It's not the same. <laughs> we know he's dumb. Yeah. Um, and it's not the same, too. And then he says, what's well, a three-letter word for candy? And both of them have no idea, even though it's obviously Pez, which is not funny enough or, for a closing joke to me. What about M and M? M and then an ampersand. Yeah. I don't know if you can use an ampersand in a uh, hey, you never in know. a crossword puzzle. I think it has to be all <laughs> letters because then there'd be something going down. I guess if the downward used the ampersand as well, maybe there's got to be more than <laughs> candy. I don't know more th- three letter words for candy that I don't know. Uh, uh, it's got it's got to all fit though, you know. Yeah, it, I mean it would have to be like a specific candy, like a proper noun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's the end of the episode. And again, like I, I, I don't think that's that was a strong enough joke for a closer. No. I don't know, I don't know, because they're playing dumb. We all know what you know. Yeah. Uh, and then one more stand-up bit I, about jawbreakers. I did like oh. this stand-up bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is funny that they named it something to hurt. You know, can we hurt them? Maybe will they buy it if they know they're going to get hurt when they use it? So it is pretty funny that it's called Jawbreaker. Yeah. And you know what it's going to do, and yet you still go ahead and buy it anyway. And uh, yeah, it is. It is a pretty funny premise. But better closer than what's a three-letter word for candy? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so that's it for the episode, right? I think so. Um, what's our What's our homework? So I'm going to listen to some more uh, pop punk music from my college days. Right. Um, you need to go back and look and uh, see the Twin Towers. Oh yeah, yeah. In Twin the Towers. shot, and also hear. Um, Pumpernickel with the New York accent uh, from, from the subway. Boy, I've got to watch both. Th- no, I have to watch the whole thing. But um, <laughs> just, I mean, just the. Clip. Oh no, I believe you about the Pumpernickel. Okay, one. you believe me about that one. Yeah, okay, because I was confident because I never heard Pumpernickel. Okay, and you heard Pumpernickel. Okay, so. just, just forget it then. Oh, post them. 
Oh yeah, yeah. What is postum? What is postum? And maybe we can make it and drink it. Oh god! If it's uh, if it's like egg cream, are we gonna have another taste test segment? We might. Jeez. Although I still, you really won't try a Pez. Just I don't want to try a Pez. What do you think is gonna happen? I don't know. I'm uh, I'm gonna uh, throw up again. It's not chewy like a chuckle. It's hard. <laughs> it's crunchy. Uh, Will you please just try it? What flavor is it? Raspberry. Uh, Fine. Yeah, sure. there we go. Grab grab something out of Ray's neck there. <laughs> See, it's hard. It's not chewy. Fine. Oh my gosh, I'm, I can't I'm believe get, how I'm getting my bucket though. I thought I had a I'm weak constitution. People hearing Ted freak out about Pez are so upset right now. It's just a chalky kind of sweet candy. Ugh. Okay. What not, do you eat? It's not awful. Your face got so red. What do you Ugh. eat without throwing up? Anything? I don't know. <laughs> I can't believe. I thought I had a weak constitution, but that uh, you're you're just next level. <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I never. I never ate like uh, like fruity vitamins. Yeah. Right. Growing that up, that is very much what they're yeah, like. I'm yeah. just. Uh, I'm just big on like texture. Uh, I, I don't know yeah, why. Obviously. I don't obviously. know why I am, but like I, I ate tripe last week. You, Have you ever heard of that? No. What is that? It's the lining of a cow's stomach. Ugh. Yeah, but and I didn't throw up, and yeah, I swallowed it. But yeah, surprisingly, uh, Grace and I went out for her birthday at a local restaurant that just opened up. Yeah, um, uh, the Cork. And, oh yeah, and they've got like it, it's pretty high price stuff, but sure. also like high quality. Yeah, stuff. very rich. And I got in two ways squid ink pasta. Interesting. And I I don't like many like fishy things. Yeah. And I was kind of nervous. Uh, like that it would be like very like overpowering. Yeah. Uh, because I, I got like uh not from this place but uh, from another place I got truffle mac and cheese Ooh, one time. Yeah. And I don't know if it was just there was too much truffle oil. Literally the worst thing I've ever. You tasted. gotta be very light with the truffle yeah. oil. That's it, something it was, I've learned from was, cooking shows. It was the worst thing I've ever yeah. tasted. A little uh, is too much. Yeah. Truffle oil. <laughs> um, but uh, I didn't read the name of the item before like I. Like read like what was in it and ordered it. The squid ink. Yeah. So um, you you came. It was black pasta. It was came. black. It was black yeah. pasta. But like I'm reading the name to order it, and I'm like, oh yeah, can I get the truffle ravioli? Oh. And he brings it, and I'm like, oh god, because I was worried that it was going to be like super fishy. It wasn't oh. at all. There was no fishy taste. There was no fishy aftertaste. It was literally literally like. Black cheese ravioli yeah. in a bolognese sauce. It nice. was amazing. Yeah, yeah, I bet. It sounds really good. Yeah, it yeah. was really good. Yeah. Um. So I was surprised at myself <laughs> for that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you didn't ask for a trash can. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Could I please have a trash can over here? Yes. I. Uh, this fancy restaurant. I don't actually eat anything. I just put it in my mouth and and then spit it right out. Um. <laughs> that's that's how I absorb my calories. Oh yeah, yeah. I just sort of smell all the calories I need. I. I'm Theodore Blank. <laughs> private Theo I'm Blank. Private Theo Blank, and I demand a trash can right now, good sir. <laughs> Thank you. Perhaps you've never heard of me. I am in, I'm not allowed in any restaurants in Erie. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Okay. My, but what you will and won't eat will never cease to amaze me. So I'm so glad that food plays a big part in Seinfeld, that we can find out <laughs> what will and won't make Ted emit. <laughs> so, all right, what was our synopsis? <laughs> uh, well, the one given was Jerry's practical joke causes George problems with his new girlfriend. 
I like think, it. Think of anything better? No. I, yeah. I, the only thing I would do is maybe include Elaine in there, but she didn't really appear much in this episode. No. It was, even though it was it her. It wasn't that, yeah. an Elaine-heavy episode. So you maybe, you don't have to say on Elaine, but, and it probably wouldn't, like Jerry's practical joke yeah, on Elaine causes trouble fine. for George. Yeah. I, I, and something about the intervention would have been nice, but eh, it's not really necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's fine. Yeah. I think we're fine. I think we're fine. So, all right. That's uh, we've got there. So next week, we're talking about the suicide. <laughs> hey. Boy. Season three, episode 15. It aired on January 29th, 1992. What a loaded episode title. What could the synopsis be? Jerry, fear, uh, Jerry fears his girlfriend's comatose ex-boyfriend will awaken guest Wayne Knight. Whoa! I saw in the episode thumbnail on Hulu, I saw Newman in the thumbnail. Did so, you? Yeah, I, did, yeah. I didn't see him in the thumbnail, but it says this in the, guest Wayne in Knight. the description. Guest Wayne Knight. So we got our first Newman. Well, our second Newman episode, if you count, which by the way, he was threatening suicide in that first Newman episode. He was, actually. Yeah. So, oh wait, in that episode, he jumped. Like oh, he Kr- does Kr- jump. He Kr- does Kramer jump. said yeah. that he did jump. He did finally jump, yeah. So has he been comatose since... It can't be. I don't think Wayne Knight is. I don't think Newman is the boyfriend. Okay. I don't think because he's awake in the thumbnail. Okay. But maybe he. Maybe he. Maybe, is. maybe he did awaken, like the description says that Jerry is afraid of. Yeah, but and it would be weird to have Newman dating somebody <laughs> that Jerry would also be interested in. You know what I mean? The women that Newman can pull and the women uh, that Jerry can okay. pull are probably pretty far apart. But um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. We'll just oh, have to God. wait and see. All right. All right. Is that all we got? <laughs> that's all I got. All right. So uh, that's next week. I just remembered something. What? Uh, I got to go back and put this in. That's going to be Patreon bonus. Yeah. <laughs> no, the other uh, bit of news slash homework slash reference the last episode Go follow at No Hugging, as Ted mentioned, and I will. Uh, there's a screenshot up there of the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer oh, yeah. that says next summer, even though the movie comes out this summer. <laughs> so that you know, it's it's that kind of uh, those kind of dank memes that you'll get when you follow us there. Okay, and for No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Private Theo Blank, <laughs> aka Ted Hollowell. Be good.